So we got uh, uh, the sole founder of Bot Memes again on the bench warmer. Uh, welcome back, Austin, on on the bench warmer. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I'm proudly wearing my Stellenbosch hoodie today because we're doing quite a bit better than you guys in the Varsity Cup. Still not great, but but at least better than than Madiba's. <laughs> you went right to it. Uh, you, that's deep. But anyway, <laughs> we'll carry on. I'm kidding. I'm an owl roasting. No, no, no worries. Also, before we start, I'm pretty sure many people are wondering who's the man behind Bok Memes. Tell the people mm. who you are, Matt. Yeah, so um, I guess I would describe myself just as a as a typical South African guy who enjoys rugby, and um, that's that's sort of the essence of the page, just to to project an opinion uh, from an average South African rugby fan. So that is the whole idea of it. So I've been doing um, I've been doing it for just over two years now, and mm. it's been a great journey, and I've met a lot of interesting people uh, along the way, and including myself, of great, course, including you, of course, <laughs> at, at the top of the list. <laughs> so no, it's it, it's been it's been awesome so far. Hundred percent, that's good, boot. Good to hear. Uh, the last time I saw you, we were at the driving range in Durbanville at Tigerberg. Uh, Let's just mm. say Northern Suburbs at the golf course. Since then, have you polished up your drive? Your your drive since then. So I've I've always considered myself more of a more of a chipper in terms of golf. So I kind of just skip the driving. I go straight to the chipping. It, okay. it it works out a lot safer for everyone because I don't get in the water doing it like that. But um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah, still, still a long way to go with the putting game. And and what about yourself? Mm, I haven't played in a while, eh? um, so I was, I was just sticking to the drive at the moment and the putt. But anything else in between, I haven't really been doing. Um, but yeah, it's fun. We'll just go to driving range in Clavelli. Actually, I think you should come this side. It's your turn to come this side now to the southern suburbs to Clavelli. Apparently, Clavelli is a golf course, is the best uh, golf course in Cape Town. So you must pull through. Bro. Okay, yeah, no, so I, I need to start setting up a handicap for myself. So I, th- I think that's a good idea. 100%. Anyway, um, let's get straight to it. Um, 
you've been you how you've obviously been studying, working, and managing bot memes. Are the ladies mm. uh, still deeming you on on your page on on bot memes? Um, I, it's by far more guys, I think, actually. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, the, 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 you see, we, we all have this mutual love for rugby. So mm. uh, I just end up in long conversations with, with random people I don't know about rugby, which is actually a lot of fun. And just uh, most of the page is obviously um, South Africans who, who follow it. So uh, we, we all just argue about the same stuff. We all have the same opinions as, and it's a lot of fun. Mm. 100%. Actually, talking about that, eh, remember I, I sent I sent uh, um, a reply to one of your one of your stories on Instagram. So I I went to one one of the training sessions here in Cape Town at Force Bay Rugby Club. One of the guys or one of the members there asked me if I knew you were in person. So now I'm going to tell them that I know you you are in person, and I'll, I'll tell them that you send you send you regards to him. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. No. I regards to him um, I'm assuming he, he saw follows the page and that, that's mm. awesome it's nice to nice to uh, that has that reach so yeah that, that that's that's awesome news cool um, so today's uh, show is basically about rugby uh, we know that the rainbow cup has been again um, provided us with another uh, curry cup uh, competition what are your overall thoughts on the competition or let me say cut the curry cup round three yeah, so they they calling it the it's still called the Rainbow Cup, but we all know it's pretty much just another Curry, Curry Cup. So I mean, obviously this really sucks, and I don't think anyone wanted this. No. I don't think the players wanted it, the coaches wanted it, no one wanted it. But obviously, it, the situation has been forced upon us for good reasons. So I'm sure they tried everything to make uh, the traditional setup happen, but it never happened. So I would have liked to have. I personally would have preferred for us to completely withdraw from the Rainbow Cup. Don't call it the Rainbow Cup. They rather should have just tried to do something different. Like they could have done, um, they could have done like a North versus South game. They could have even. There's been quite a few ideas of, of people suggesting that the Springboks face against uh, the different unions in South Africa, sort of as like a warm up for the, for the Lions tour. So it would have been nice to see them experiment and try something different, but. I know it's also about money and yeah, they're, they're probably also, getting yeah. they're probably getting TV revenue because mm. the games will be showed in the UK. So that's probably yeah. why. No, I was, I was getting to that as well because obviously Rainbow Cup, um, the name, the brand is obviously from UK. So obviously if they use that, then they get more revenue as well. Um, mm. But do you, do, you, do you realistically um, see us playing against the, the, the Northern Hemisphere sides? I think it will definitely happen um, uh, next year, most likely, or maybe maybe towards the end of this year possibly but yeah it's definitely going to happen i think pro 16 uh rainbow cup they didn't want to call it the pro 16 but it kind of was like a, a mini version of that so i think it's definitely going to happen and when it does happen it's going to be very interesting mm. um any okay let's move on to the the, the teams any mm. any um uh players to watch out for for all the rainbow cup teams stormers lions sharks and the bulls because we know the bulls basically are Call the Real Madrid of of, of uh, rugby because I mean they're buying all these players. Yeah, look, uh, I think we've got so much young talent, which is great. I think the two teams to look out for are the are the Bulls definitely, but the Sharks as well. The Sharks mm. are really building a strong team very very quickly. They've just signed Sia Kulisi. They're signing Bongi as well. Hey, um, we don't know it about that. Like eh? it, well, it hasn't been that. confirmed yet. 
So yeah, we we can't necessarily confirm it, but the point is they're trying to sign a lot of big names, which which is really positive. They've got bank behind them, so I think those are the two teams to look out for. So I does it does it does it mean does it mean now we're gonna move uh, switch sides from Stormers to the Sharks? I mean we spoke about this before. Are we I gonna support make this the winning move, team? Eh? I support the winning team. Okay. So if Bulls are winning, I support Bulls. Okay. If, if Sharks are winning, I support Sharks. But <laughs> that, that's that's at least what I tell myself. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Obviously, let, let us tell us more about, about the players to watch out for for these Rainbow Cup sides. So, um, I actually think a lot of the senior players are still going to have a huge influence in the team. So, I think guys like Dwayne Vermeulen, he's still going to have a massive impact at the Bulls. But there's also a lot of young players for the Bulls coming through. Guys like Richard Creel and guys who are really performing well. Um, the Bulls have signed Juan Huesen. I think he's going to make a huge impact. Chris Smith at the Bulls, he's doing really well as well, young player. So I think there's going to be a mix between senior players making a very big influence and young players coming through as well. So, I mean, there's so many names I, I can mention. Trickus Pretorius for the Stormers, he's looking really great. Uh, um, Nohamba for, for the Sharks, he, he's a young prospect as well. It's it's actually Varsity Cup as well. I know we're going to speak about we, that we're a little bit later, about, but yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, there's have, just so much depth. We haven't we haven't spoken about the Lions. I mean, <laughs> we haven't. I think they're the wild card. I mean, the dark horse in the in the in the in the competition. Don't you think? Yes, I think they uh, they definitely showed signs of improvement towards the end mm-hmm. of. Um, towards the end of the last couple of competitions. So it, at the beginning of Super Rugby Unlocked, they were looking really poor, but they've they've improved a lot. Stormers yeah. as well. I mean, they, they could surprise us as well. So the Lions have guys like Tian Swanepoel, who is playing absolutely mm. amazing. He could easily be a Springbok one day. Yeah, so n- never write any of the South African teams off there. Mm. Now let's move on to the, to the Lions tour. Firstly, I must say, mm. Rassi loves his brandy and coke. He assured, me, he assured me the last tour is going ahead. Obviously, that's official. Since the last time the Springboks played, actually uh, played together in the 2019 World Cup final, do you think the boys have a chance against the, the Lions? Because the English and the Welsh are pretty sour from their losses in the in the 2019 playoffs. Yo, well, f- firstly, unfortunately, I couldn't get the inside scoop because I didn't go drawing with Rusty Erasmus <laughs> like some people. Uh, but what, what, what I can say is I think the English and the Welsh and actually all of those teams, the Scottish and Irish as well, I think they really have, I think they really want to get us back. Yeah. Um, I think England believed in their hearts before that final that they were going to win the World Cup. So I think definitely there's going to be a lot of emotion. Um, they're, they're going to play really hard they're really gonna come hard at us but um i have a very good feeling that they they won't come out on top i have a very good feeling that even though the springboks haven't played in so long Mm. the the type of people that's in that springbok squad and in the coaching staff i just cannot see how they will fail at this fair enough fair enough good point actually because i mean we've got staff uh, coaching staff who are actually from uh from uh, Ireland, actually, Ireland. The two of them from Ireland. I mean, I remember Rassi was talking about it, actually. Oh, so next question. Which staffers do you think might feature in the Lions uh, squad and why? So, um, I think a guy like Oxen Che 
definitely will because obviously beast is out now retired so we're going to need some 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 more loose heads and oxen chair i think is one of the standout loose heads in the country at the moment uh so i could definitely see him featuring maybe not starting steven kitschoff will start in front of him but we'll maybe see him on the bench um i think fullback could surprise us most people are thinking Vili Leroux will play there but um I think we could see a new guy slot in, like Afalele Fasi. Um, maybe if it's on the bench as well, there will probably be quite a bit of experimentation and so on. Um, I think most of our forward pack is pretty well covered. Um, now that... Also, it obviously depends on injuries big time, but a guy like Marcel Kutsia, I think he's going to join in on the squad now, have a bigger role. Um, at fly half, we might see some new names, or not new game, new names, returning names. We might see someone like Franz Stein slot in at 10 if Andre Pollard isn't in good enough form, but apparently he should be uh, healthy and ready to go by the time the tour starts. So I think, I think we'll have the same foundation as the World Cup in terms of the squad, like the, the core of the squad will be yeah. there, but I think we will see quite a few new names. Mm. And let's talk. Let's talk about the Saffirs now. Saffirs meaning like they, they're obviously overseas. And they they are eligible to play for for uh, Lions. Um, obviously, mm. they played for uh, Scotland or whatever England, but they're actually from South Africa. Mm. Saffirs. Who do you think might feature there? Um, CJ CJ Stander, uh, Duan van der Merwe. Who do you think might make it? So I think definitely Duan van der Merwe will make the squad. I think they would be stupid not to put him in the squad, um, yeah. especially now that George North is injured. So yes. that. That opens up opportunity for him. CJ Stander, I'm actually not 100%. I know he's announced his retirement, but I know that only applies at the end of this season. But yeah. I actually don't I don't know if he said he wants to play the, for the tour. But if he is going to play the tour, he definitely will be in the squad. So um, there's obviously other South Africans in the mix. Like there's guys like Viapir now, but I don't think he'll make the squad. And there's a guy like... Jakub van der Volk, he definitely won't make the squad because there's too much depth. So probably just Duan van der Merwe and maybe CJ Sander. Okay, fair enough. And the last question on the Lions tour, do you think we might have fans? 50% maybe? Because I mean, I mean, look now, like even even transport, we've got nearly 100% capacity in transport and flight, 60%. Do you think realistically we might have fans at the stadium? Because I mean, it will be bringing good, good revenue for, 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 for South African rugby. Yeah, so I think obviously SA Rugby are pushing for it big time. I think, yes, I think we will see, personally, if I had to guess, I think we will see at least 50% capacity. Obviously, then what they'll do is they will just do a random pick of who gets to go. So okay. all those tickets are sold, so they'll just do a random draw of who gets to go. So yeah, I think that's very likely and I can definitely see that happening. Mm. I don't see why they wouldn't do it. Mm. But I think I think the the, the the Barmy Army or the Red Army might not come this year because of, of the restrictions of you know, they got messed up restrictions in, in, in England. But I don't know much about it, but we won't speak about it. So let's move on to the Varsity Cup and Varsity Shield. Listen, mate, I must say this year's Varsity Cup is interesting. Now we have C U T lying in top four, U C T unbeaten in as many games. Who would who would have thought that U C T or and C U T would, would be doing so well? Especially CUT, eh? I mean, like, complete underdogs. And, yeah. you know, Marty's have been dominating for the past 
few years, but this year it's been a completely different ball game. So I think, yeah. I think after the recent result where UCT beat CUT, so um, yeah, at seventy so, points, so sub substantially, I think yeah. they are now the fav favorites. So credit to yeah. them; they, they've clearly clearly done something very right. Yeah, but I mean, I must say when I when that first game was was announced, they were talking about the caps, the amount of caps they had at, in, in the UCT side. There were so many caps. So obviously, they kept the, the like the core group for such a long time. That's why they're probably doing so well at the moment. And obviously, with the coach coaching staff, is still the same for for quite some time now. And who do you think who do you think um, was the surprised you? Which team surprised you the most in the in the Varsity Cup? Uh, surprising in a good way or surprising in a bad way? In a good way. We will get into the bad in a minute. De definitely CUT because they. They haven't been like a, a Varsity Cup powerhouse, really. You know, in recent years, it's been Marty's, Pucker, um, University of Pretoria, and UCT, kind of, um, back in 2014 when they won it. So, definitely them, because traditionally they're not seen as a powerhouse, so they've impressed mm. me the most. And the biggest disappointment? Marty's. Biggest disappointment? Yeah, Marty's. I'd have to say, obviously, obviously <laughs> uh, I'm a Marty, but... Yeah. That's not the only reason. Just because last year they were looking so dominant again before it got cancelled. So it's weird to see them out of the top four. They're mm. not even in the top four at the moment. So um, that's been a big surprise. And Schimler's actually, I would also say yeah. they've been a big disappointment. They, they've struggled to win games. Usually they're, they're decent. Uh, so, <clears throat> it, it, But it's nice. It's nice to see the competition so competitive and you don't know who's going to come out on top. Hmm. Then who do you think was an, was an expected uh, team that would, that would do so poor in the, in the Varsity Cup? The bad. Um, I think everyone, everyone thought UWC would do badly, but they're actually doing pretty well. So they, um, everyone expected them to do badly, obviously because last year they, they weren't doing great. Um, I'm not sure how high the expectations are for Madibas, uh, but I think I, th <laughs> I, th I, th I think they've performed a little bit worse than what we expected. No, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, it's 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 bad. I mean, I can't even watch some of the games. Well, even playing against one. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm really not gonna watch. Um, it's gonna be tough to watch a guys play because I mean, I'm a proud NMU player. Well, former player, captain is yeah. seven side a long time ago. But I mean, it's it's pretty sad. Um, but yeah, it's it's it is what it is. But you move on. Um, did, so did you yeah. play? In, did you play in Varsity Cup? Yeah, I did. Played Varsity Cup. Then obviously you got to relegated to to Varsity Shield. So it's just been a heavy roller coaster in down in uh, PE or Kabecha as they call it now. So. Yeah, man. And it's a privilege it's, to play at that level, though. It's a, it's a very high level to play. It is, it is. Very high level, but I mean, it's just it's sad. I mean, I don't want to talk about it much. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, lastly, lastly, Austin, for all your fans out there, for all your fans out there, do you have any any words of, of appreciation to them? Because, I mean, all you do is just do all your videos and all these funny skits and stuff. I mean, do you have any message, message of appreciation to your fans? Oh, absolutely. I'm extremely appreciative to every single person that's that's watched my content and who's enjoyed it. And just knowing that it's put a smile on people's faces is is very, it's a big privilege to me. So, of course, I mean, I'm so thankful to everyone who shared, to to guys like you who's uh, who's chatted to me on platforms like this. So, 
Absolutely. And I mean, I, my goal is to continue to keep improving and keep doing something yeah. new and, and entertaining. 100%. As you're talking about the future, what do you think the future has? Do you, what, what do you think um, you have in, in store in the future for, for Bok Beams? I've, I've got this big dream that one day I will eventually want to make a feature film, um, okay. a Leon Schuster kind of feature film mm. uh, about rugby, about South African rugby culture. So that's eventually where I want to get to. So mm. slowly moving in that, in that direction, um, baby steps, piece by piece. Mm. But yeah, may, who knows, maybe one day that, that will actually happen. 100%. Matt, it was lovely to have you on, on, on the bench, Roma. Hopefully see you again next time on, on, the, on the golf course down in, in Clevelly. Yes, thanks so much for having me, man. I I'm, I'm, uh, really enjoyed it and I look forward to the golf. 100%. Thanks so much, Austin. Cool, man. Cheers. Hi, I'm Figile Mbalula, commonly known as uh, Razmataz Mbawizi Fligile on Flick. You are listening to Madiba's radio. Keep rocking the Metro Nana. Let's go. You're listening to Madiba's radio. Opening up the ways for you to be heard. Morning, Jake. Um, obviously, if, if you were playing in a Curry Cup final tomorrow, this might not be the, the team you would choose. But could you just tell us what was the sort of overriding um, aim uh, behind the selection for this weekend? Yeah, Ken, I, I mean, obviously, the couple of guys are not available. So, uh, Dwayne and Trevor, uh, you have to, I'm sure you're all aware, you have to give them one week off. All the players that were in the alignment camps need one week of the six where they're not available. So that's this is their week that they won't play. Um, so that, that's obviously those two players. But my thinking with this team, Ken, is quite a quite an athletic team. You know, it's a, I think it's a team that, uh, as I said, got a lot of good athletes, a lot of good ball players in it. I'm hoping that the weather's going to be quite nice and dry. I know it's a bit rainy today in Pretoria, but I'm hoping that the sun comes out tomorrow because, uh, as I said, I think it's a team that if we... If we play the way we can, we can actually keep the ball alive and we can actually attack quite nicely with this group because Kala Karatstienkamp played number eight at school, who's a prop now. Krobler's a, you know, Johan Krobler's a, a good good athlete. You've got Mornay Smith, good athlete. Two locks that are really good athletes. And then the loose forwards like Nazam Kart, number eight. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, I think it's a, it's a nice team for us to actually keep the ball alive and play that style of rugby. Jake, can you hear me? Yep. Uh, I just want to find out, obviously you mentioned uh, Trevor Nyakane and, and uh, Dwayne Vermeulen. I just want to find out, what's the Dr. Herman's latest update on the, on the following players here, Aplon and um, Travis Ishmael? Yeah, they should be available, I would think. You know, obviously they, so I'll give you a little bit of background. They both got to go and see the specialists. I mean, they, they are ahead of what was initially felt was their time to return to play. Um, but I think that what we feel is we'd like them to go and see the specialists and just make sure. So in basically how it works is some of those injuries can go. Dwayne, I mean, Gios, uh, for argument's sake, could be a six, seven-month injury. He's now on five months, and he's actually looking really good. So rather than risk it, we want to go and see the specialist. So, you know, to answer your question, hopefully the specialist will give the go-ahead, and then within the next two to three weeks, both those players should be on the field. 
Jake, um, obviously quite a bargain to have, um, uh, firstly, a very versatile guy like James, you know, um, in your in your curl now as I speak, and um, a guy with vast super rugby experience who must be quite excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I'd like to see him play with uh, with a back line we have as well. You know, Chris Smith's a good attacking fly-off. Cornell's obviously played really well for us this year. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, it's not just, I think his age as well. He's 26. He's, he's played around uh, around the world. He's, he adds a little bit something different to our back line. You know, not taking away from what David Creel did, to, did for us last year. Um, but I mean, again, you know, we can't play every single week with David at fullback. I think we, we, we're quite excited to see what it's like to have James Verity and play at the back there. I mean, he's very dangerous, as I said earlier. We're like a lot of the athletes we've picked this week, and if he combines well with the athletes we play, like Cornell and, and you know, Stravino and, and obviously Nizam Khan, those forwards that can run as well, then hopefully we'll get some exciting rugby. Jake, talking about exciting rugby, uh, what is sort of your goal for, for this tournament? Uh, obviously, the Pro 6 is still a while away, and we're addition Irish Lions series coming up for the Springboks. So, is it a case of you're just playing a specific way for this tournament, or are you still using this as preparation for, for Pro 16? Yeah, Ashok, I mean, I look, I think uh, anyone wants to keep winning. I mean, we've done really well. I think we've got to keep that momentum going. Um, for us, it's about growing and, and becoming better as a group. Um, and and like trying things like James Verity am at fullback, trying things like, you know, the two lighter locks together that are good athletes. You know, those are sort of combinations we want to try and have a look at so that, you know, one thing I've sort of stressed to the players, we've got Liesel, uh, we've got Mornay Stein, we've got Arno Boeta, three Springboks on the bench. You know, it's a great, it's a great uh, asset to have, but it's also nice for me to see what other combinations look like. You know, if I'd gone Liesel and Trevor at prop and I'd gone, you know, um, the, the, you know, Sintu Manjezi, I know he's injured, but Sintu Manjezi with Ruan at lock, then you basically learn nothing from one campaign to another. So, you know, Ashwak, I think what I'd like to get out of it, this, this tournament, is that we can build on where we are, still get some success, but also try different combinations for, for when we lose Springboks to the national team and when we obviously get into a different competition, play in the rain or whatever the story is, get us a chance to see which combinations are actually, you know, the, the suitable ones for those games. Uh, Jake, I just want to find out what are your thoughts on on not playing against the Northern Hemisphere sides in the in the Rainbow Cup? Yeah, look, I'm disappointed because I think I would like to. I mean, I think everyone, even supporters, would like to see another, you know, I suppose another competition or some some different opposition. But I mean, it is what it is, and I think again, you know, there's a, you know, another opportunity for us to play. I think, as I said earlier uh, to the media. You know, a year ago, we weren't playing rugby. I think if you had said to the players, listen, we're going to have to play each other more times than, than, than not, or otherwise not play rugby, I think everyone would have said, let's rather play each other more times than not. So it, it, it isn't, as I said, it's not, I mean, it's not the first prize, but at least we're getting to play rugby and at least we, you know, we, we can still develop our team. So hopefully when we do get into the real competitions, we would have, we would have had enough game time and tried different combinations for us to get confidence out of where we are as a group. You know, I remember I've only been with them for a year. A lot of these players have, have haven't played much rugby for two years. Some of these juniors haven't played for, for even longer than two years. So, you know, the fact that we can play is obviously very exciting for us. Jake, apart from that, sorry, apart from that. Uh, which you've just mentioned, which is the obvious. Um, 
what what other benefits are there to have a sort of a second and a third round of uh, local players playing against each other? Um, is it uh, opportunity for you to have uh, a sort of a bird's eye view of where you are with your team and to give guys experience? Um, yeah, Simon, I, I, that's exactly it. I think Simon, I think that if you if we just went with the same old, same old, you know, the same front row, same forwards, you know, same loose forward, same back line. Well, then we probably, as I said, then, then, then it probably could become a bit boring from our perspective, you know. So, I, I, I've, I've stressed to the players, I've changed, them at, I've changed them often at training. Every week we have different front rows starting. Every week we have different lock combinations starting. And I, I'm challenging the players on the basis that, you know, if we get into a competition and we lose two guys to the national team or we lose four guys in the pack to the national team, then we've, we've still got to be confident that those combinations, and that's the one area we probably, through COVID, haven't been lucky enough to do is, is because of the smaller groups in the beginning, because of the fact that some guys got COVID and were out for a while, we haven't really had time to, to try different combinations. You know, I'd love to see what happens if, and, and we have to do it, is what happens if Cornell goes away you know, with a box or what happens, you know, what am I going to do at 12 and who's going to play? And, and if that guy plays at 12, who's he going to play at 13 with? And I've got to make sure they train like that, Simon. So, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, but it's Maklik, you, you just move this guy into 12. But if he's never trained there with the same guy who's playing 10 and 13, and, and, it, and I'm talking specifically for the Bulls now, we haven't had that luxury. We haven't been able to, through circumstance, to, to run different center combinations. We had Stedman, he's now gone to the sevens. We had Kurtley, he's at the sevens. You know, so ideally, I'd like to use this competition as an opportunity for me to to try different things and hopefully but if they all work then we're in a massive position of strength because it means that you know one week we can play Cornell and Stedman and the next week we can play you know Marku and and someone else at center and then and that and they'll get as confident or they'll get they'll feel as confident you know from their side and from my side that they can do a job. Thank you mentioned Stedman's now Gone to the sevens, is he not over his injury and, and is he going to be with him until the Olympics? Yeah, that's right. So he, I mean, I don't know if he's quite over his injury, but I mean, how it worked is that he's actually gone down to SAS to do his, uh, to do his uh, rehab. You know, let's not forget the Bulls actually are owners of SAS. So, you know, it's nice that he can be close to his family and still get professional help from SAS. Um, and obviously that's the head office of the sevens campaign as well. So... You know, we, he's in capable hands. Um, he, they're trying their best now to get him on the field as, as soon as possible. And then, he, yes, he will, he will, as soon as he can, get onto the field, start integrating into the Sevens program and hopefully, you know, do whatever he can to make sure that he gets success in the Olympics. Jake, uh, it's an interesting Lions team. What are you expecting from them on Saturday? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I am um, very young. I mean, they're a very young team. I mean, they've lost a couple of their stalwarts. If you go through that team, you know, they haven't got Yaku Fasaki, who was a senior hooker. They didn't have Marvin Ori, who was a senior lock. They've lost Willem Alberts, who's a senior loose forward. They've lost Elton, the senior 10. Um, and they've lost Berger Wurdendahl, who's obviously the senior center. So, you know, it isn't, it isn't ideal. But, I mean, I also know that uh, sometimes when you give youngsters opportunities, Ken, they, you know, they put their hands up and they take it. So, They'll, I mean, they'll be well prepared. You know, I'm sure that they're going to be, you know, as as motivated as they can be coming here. I mean, I see they've moved into the hotel next door already. You know, that's the first time that a local derby where the teams actually come and moved into the hotel the night before a game. You know, generally, 
you know, 50 k's away, you would think they, well, we, we generally drive there on the same day and they've generally driven here on the same day as well. So they're obviously taking it, uh, you know, seriously. And I'm, you know, as I said, I'm sure it's going to be, a, 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 I'm sure it's going to be a great contest. Hi, Jack. Percival Young here. I was a bit out of the loop for the past couple of weeks now. So forgive me if I'm asking questions that you've been asked in the past. Can I ask you, I was really intrigued with your speech last night. I've got two questions. Let me ask the first question, though. Um, a broader question. Um, you mentioned that um, there's quite a big incentive for you guys in this Rainbow Cup, though. Just explain that. Um, what, what is that big incentive for you guys? Is yeah. there a possibility that you guys can end up in, or the winner in this competition can end up in a Heineken Cup? Yeah, Percival, look, I mean, I said that last night. I'm not sure of the detail. I know that that has been mentioned. It hasn't been formalized yet, so... You know, I think the, the the reality is, you know, I think everyone's pushing that at least there's some sort of uh, goal long term for us to get into playing in Europe. Um, and I'm hoping that this can be one of the avenues in which we can do it, you know. So nothing formalized yet, nothing, nothing, nothing uh, in writing that we this will be the thing. But I, I do know that from SA Rugby's point of view, the, the fact that we want to play in Europe means that we want to be able to take part in in tournaments like the Heineken Cup. You know, if we want to... We want to make sure we're good enough that if we do get invited and, and do get selected to play in that tournament, that we can we can obviously do well. I've coached in France, and I can tell you, you just have to look at last weekend's game. Munster played Leinster, and they rested 13 guys because they play this weekend in the European Cup semi-final, and then they lose to Munster for the first time in a long time. So it, it, what I'm trying to say to you is that there's obviously a lot of things that have to happen, but it's definitely something that all the South African teams would want, is that if we can get a chance to play in that Heineken Cup, it would be fantastic for us as a group. And you obviously also mentioned there's a huge monetary value if, if that eventually becomes the case. Yeah, well, I mean, what I did say to you last night, Percival, is that uh, having coached in France, that's why owners push so hard for you to get into the top eight. You know, bottom line is if you make the top eight and you qualify for Huntington Cup, you get a massive monetary in incentive to play in that competition. If you don't make it and you play Challenge Cup, you get a, a much less amount. So, you know, you, you would understand that all the coaches and owners that are competing in Europe are working really hard. It's a bit like football. You want to make sure you make the Champions League. You don't want to play in Europa Cup. That's why there's a lot of talk in the in the Premiership about finishing in the top four um, because you get automatic qualification into into the Championship. And it's not the case of just playing at that level. It's the monetary value and also the chance for you to, to measure yourself against the best teams in the world. And this is my last question. I'm Kojak. Um, Obviously, uh, a long way still uh, uh, down the road, uh, Pro 16. But one thing that you also mentioned that at, at, at Pro 16, you've got these owners of clubs who obviously attend these matches. Yes. Is that something that you embrace or is that some, a concern to you that these wealthy owners could possibly rope, rope in some of your best players in our country? Though? Well, I mean, personal answer for you, with that, and then put it this way, all of them are playing. It's 350 South Africans playing overseas. So... I mean, that is the risk you have when you take your good players overseas, you know, without even taking them, they, with technology now and analysis like it is now, they know exactly who they, they're looking for. And it's always going to be an opportunity for when you take your good players overseas for those owners to firsthand see them in action against their club side. So we've just got to make sure, as I said, that's why this competition, and I said it earlier to Ken, Ken Borland, is that that's why this competition is important to us. It's important for me to see what different combinations we have. If we lose one or two players, if some guys out of contract move on, which is happening and it happens all the time, is are we going to be strong enough to actually be able to compete on all those levels? You know, we from Pro 14 or Pro 16 as it will be, 
to Heineken Cup if we get into there, to Curry Cup. You know, there's going to be a lot of rugby for, for a group of players to play. So we've got to make sure as a union, and, I, and again, I speak on behalf of Edgar, the CEO, the president and the board, is that we are, we are prepared enough and we are, we are good enough that if we do get into all those competitions, we can be competitive. Is your group big enough for the next year to play in Is my group what? Jammer, Percival? Groot-Genoeg-Enzit-Jutte-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Genoeg-Gen
think we're going to develop our players better if they're part of the club system as opposed to just holding contact shields every week and, and just going through the motions of training. So just, a, sorry, sorry, just a question away from, maybe not an unfair question to you, something that I should ask is rugby. Do you perhaps know when the media will be allowed to form your training sessions against them? Yeah, I think you'll have to ask SA Rugby, Percival. Okay, sir. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The tackle from Wilson. Beautiful hand from Mark. The two hands from That's the first try that we've ever scored in a World Cup final. And scored by possibly the player that has come from the most hopeless situation in the history of Springbok rugby. He was my Minnesota playing for that day. Obviously, you know, Spain for South Africa. Um, I think you talked to me. I don't know. Do you know the story about the jerseys? Of, uh, um, on, on the back of your number, you had to have uh, family members. You know, you can give him photos of family members. He only had photos of himself. times where before you say something you gotta think hard and deep because there's a greater possibility it is a reflection of either the psyche the mentality the character in the person or it reflects a bit of background and for fear of exposing where you come from you think twice and consider perspective in your face in the in the olden days when Jesus Christ went on through his lessons he was never specific in his references. He would always use symbols. Because whenever a symbol is used in a process where something has to be rectified, none of us gets consumed. If I were to refer to somebody who would I would put it like that because I am. But if I were not, then I would put it in a way that has respect in what I'm referring to. I hope you understand. I don't...